So you decided you want to buy a gun, but how do you choose which one? You don't have time to test every handgun, rifle, and shotgun out there. NorCal Gun Vault can help you out. Yeah, the folks that work there are passionate about firearms. They hunt, they shoot. You can tell it's not just a job for them, and it shows in their ability to find the perfect firearm for you. NorCal Gun Vault is fully stocked with hundreds of handguns, rifles, shotguns, not to mention tons of ammo, dozens of accessories. Yeah, whether shooting is just a hobby, you're a hunter, or you're thinking about owning your first gun, NorCal Gun Vault has exactly what you're looking for. By the way, if cash is tight right now, but you really want to get a gun, NorCal Gun Vault will work with you to create a layaway program individually tailored to what makes sense for your budget. NorCal Gun Vault opens seven days a week, locally owned and operated. Check them out at NorCalGunVault.com. NorCalGunVault.com. It really matters when you're dealing with experts. Go to NorCalGunVault.com, NorCalGunVault.com. The Armstrong and Getty Show with my dad, Angel Getty. Can I press that bad button? Are we ready to start? One, two, three. I'm a proud Democrat, but first and foremost, I'm a proud Republican and Democrat and mostly American. Can you believe in miracles? Yes, you can. Wake up! On a shucky-ducky kind of day. He's bare-chested and banging his chest. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. I'm f***ing up and ready and running. So the audience are a bunch of hoes. Yeah. Real classy. Why don't we just go to the story? Talk radio has made people lack confidence in a lot of our existing institutions. The best place to get real information is the Armstrong and Getty show. <laughs> they don't want to get a nasty tweet from Donald Trump. Well, who wouldn't want an opportunity to talk to Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty? Why are you here today? I don't watch the news. The birthplace of talk radio. Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. I'm born 1932. We were so dumb, we used to listen to tap dancers on the radio. I give you America itself. This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. From Studio C, a dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound. And today, everybody, on a Tuesday, with a bit of an eclipse hangover, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Well, two general managers today. Number one, Afghanistan policy. Oh, boy. Number two, good fev. Beg your pardon? Good fev. G-D-F-E-V. Guide dogs for eclipse victims. Give genis- generous- genitally. Give, give, give genitally. Give generously. <laughs> Guide dogs. It was such a good bit. It is. Oh, it would have been great. I do like Guide it. dogs for eclipse victims. Yeah. Yeah. You should do that several times throughout the morning. And then, yeah, you know, it'll be smoothed out by the end. But nah, it's a, maybe it's not. A good, it's a good mm. one. I like it. Guide dogs for eclipse victims. Good fev. Oof. So, I am preoccupied. I'm going to try not to be, because we have four hours to talk about mm. other things. But had a horrific event happen in my life last night, for me, my wife, and my children. Sorry to hear that. That I'm going to talk about in about an hour. Uh, 
Um, wow. Just awful. Wow. And uh, and my kids will never get over it. Oh, and the boy. police are involved, and it's uh, pretty awful. Good Lord. So, um, and it, it has a whole bunch of societal questions uh, that, that, that come up around it. Oh, boy. And uh, society's view of it, I think, is quite different than mine at this point in our history. So we'll talk about that later. But God dang it, it's just an awful, awful, awful situation. Um, and I'm going to try not to think about it constantly. So how about that Afghanistan? It's right there next to Pakistan. Yeah. Have you ever notice how similar their names are? <laughs> they tell you about the guide dogs? I'm yeah. just trying to distract. I get a sense that there's like glee from the media because Trump went back on one of his promises or something. I don't know why anybody's excited that we're going to recommit to something that has not worked for 16 years. Well, there's the, well, yeah, there, there are a whole lot of things going on there. Uh, the glee at uh, Trump reversing one of his uh, spouted uh, thoughts off the top of his head from a, a stadium uh, podium. I mean, that's it's, that's going back to they take him literally, but not seriously thing. Whereas his supporters knew, ah, he's just he's just entertaining us. So the actual policy come together being some sort of reversal. That's ah, not that interesting an angle. Well, Let's skip it and get to the actual policy. I thought we were going to be no more uh, less interventiony. And I was for it, but we'll discuss that with smart people. Smart people say we need to stay there. So, well, I'm with them. I've figured this out. Good. I hope I, you can I get probably a hold of, got a call of president. You probably should. <laughs> um, so, this is what we're going to do today. We're going to spend some time, and we're going to study the world. Oh, study no. the world. I just back to studying the world. Study the world. That's right. It was study the sun yesterday. Back to the world. By the way. Lit by the sun, coincidence? I don't think so. My drive from where I watched the eclipse to the airport, and keep in mind this was 35 miles. Yes. Took 40 minutes. Oh, my God. Wow. So yeah. It was horrifying. The warnings were uh, oh, yeah, it was, it was. Oh, yeah. It was terrible. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah as you yeah. said yesterday, yeah. does this bother anybody? Does it bother anybody that we regularly have discussions about things that aren't true? Does that bother anybody? <laughs> well, I'll get into that later. Uh, so let's introduce everybody in the squad. We'll start there with our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Mike? I'm doing good. I'll spit out three lighthearted things here. One, I really enjoyed the fact that you got such a big car and you could have you know, passed it off as a <laughs> yeah. shuttle. That was just hilarious. Oh, yeah, it was I, funny driving that giant van. I really wanted you to put some signs on the on the doors and just, you know... Offer it up as a shuttle. Uh, second, I bit into a donut this morning, and it was really stale. I had to spit it out. It was really disappointing. Yeah. Disappointment sucks. Yeah. That's a waste of a good donut, Michael. You it pop is. that thing in the microwave for 10, 15 seconds, good as new. I used to revive three-day-old donuts that way. They called me the Donut Jesus because I could bring them back to life. I would heal them. <laughs> I tell you what, you millennials. Huh? Yeah. And the last light- lighthearted thing was Foo Fighters have something on YouTube. I haven't seen it. Maybe people oh, have. I have. With the Rick Ashley? <laughs> yeah, Ashley, yeah. Ashley, yeah. Ashley, yeah, they yeah. rickrolled their audience. They brought out Rick yeah. Ashley and awesome. did, uh, never gonna give you up. Foo Fighters style. Yeah, but Rick dropped a bunch of F-bombs, which yes, really disappointed me. You know, It's like the time <laughs> Phil Collins tried to act tough and drop F-bombs. It's just not right. So... Good stuff. I'll have to check that out. And that reminds me, I uh, uh, visited a, a Portlandia donut shop that is its own funny story. <clears throat> An artisanal donut place. Joe boy. 
that didn't have anything that you'd ever want to eat, as far as I was concerned, <laughs> or my son. Uh, there is Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well, although I uh, I believe I have come to grips with another indicator that I am uh, that, that time continues to march on, as I used to know about things ahead of time. I used to know about uh, you know various events or concerts. You go, oh, that's a good time. Let's go to it. Now I, I hear about these things like three weeks ahead of time. I'm like, oh, that sounds like it would be a fun thing to do. And then the morning after it happens, I wake up and I'm reminded, oh, that was yesterday, <laughs> right? And I, I didn't get to, I didn't get to do it. I don't, I don't know. I, I need a personal assistant. I think I might be putting an ad out on Craigslist or something. Somebody who can keep me, keep me up to speed on the things that I actually want to do that somehow just I can't keep in my head for whatever reason. I remember being in that period of life. I was no longer immersed around people that would like let me know, so I had to like seek out the information. Well, yeah, yep. a lot it's, of my... it's, it's always so maddening when I hear of a concert that's like tonight, and I think, how did I not know about this? Where do you where do you get this info? Is there a place? Yeah, my friends who used to keep me abreast of those things, they've all coupled up and are having kids and are busy busy <laughs> doing their their own you know living lives full of distractions that are much more fulfilling than than what I'm trying to do on a nightly basis. But but yeah, I, I, it's a weird thing to wake up and be like, oh, I missed another one. Mm. Did you hear about the eclipse, or did you miss that too? <laughs> no, I, I did. I did gotcha. see that. Yeah, I was uh, I was I was a participant. Uh, of the shared experience of Eclipse viewing <laughs> with many around the world. There is Vincent, our senior executive producer. Hi, Vincent. Uh, the top three solar eclipse memes from the Twitters yesterday. Uh, number three, dinosaurs thought it was an eclipse too. Number two, uh, I'm going to stare at the eclipse on Monday so I can file for disability on Tuesday. And number one, all I'm saying is that when Obama was president, the sun never went out. Ah, yeah. Yeah. It this was is Trump's America. It was uh, it was easy to think about uh, what it would be like if you didn't know that was coming. <laughs> How weird that would have been. Right. You'd have thought, "Holy crap, <laughs> this ain't good." There's Marshall Phillips who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? Well, I got to tell you, I had a great time eclipse watching with a gaggle of friends right around ten fifteen a.m. at the Raven Social Athletic and Science Club. <laughs> <laughs> Big fun, using all kinds of things to look at the eclipse out in the parking lot, including one guy's welding mask, a real party. There was undulating and leaping about. It was it was really cool. Undulating and leaping about. Yes. What's not to like? Indeed. <laughs> awesome. That's where I wanted to be. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Tuesday, August 22nd. The year 2017, we are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, let's begin officially now according to FCC rules and regulations. Here we go. Uh, uninterrupted by eclipses at Mark. The path of totality, as it's called, ran from Oregon to South Carolina, but almost the entire country saw at least 60% of the sun covered up by the moon. Even the president saw it, but in a move that is not a complete surprise, he looked directly at the sun without any glasses. Perhaps the most impressive thing any president's ever done. <laughs> There you go, Tucker Carlson. <laughs> Perhaps the most impressive thing any president has ever done. What was that? <laughs> That's hilarious. What are other headlines, Marsha Phillips? Well, Trump's plan for Afghanistan. We got another city getting ready to find you for texting and walking in the solar eclipse, proving what's old is new again. Coming up, 635 Armstrong and Giddy. Awesome. How does mailbag look? Oh, it's fine. It's great. Uh, solar eclipse comments and more. And more. And more. We're a solar eclipse haiku. Something to look forward to. Joe's figured out Afghanistan, so that's handy. Yep. <laughs> Don't let me forget to call the president. <laughs> Stay tuned for all this stuff coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
I did not see the president's speech. Just seen the headlines. Did he say we will win? Yes. Oh, handily. What the hell does winning mean? Of course, you figured it out. I have figured out Afghanistan. So uh, you can stop stewing over that. Awesome. We'll get to that eventually. In fact, I've made an executive decision. Am I an executive? I've made a decision uh, to leave any Afghanistan reaction out of mailbag. We'll get to it later because we're going to be talking about it a lot. Good. We've got. Yes, sir. It's its own thing. Yes. We have uh, a great deal of reaction to what happened yesterday. So uh, we'll move swiftly. Mailbag. What happened yesterday? Here's a hint. Had to do with the sun. Mm. First of all, on the topic of uh, not getting laid as a trombone player, sorry for the frank language, folks, uh, but we were talking about uh, my experiences as a young musician. Uh, Melon writes, uh, that's a nickname, I believe. Hey, Joe, I was a trombone player and I got laid. That could be because I'm a woman or a girl and he was, well, a guy. Uh, well, first of all, congratulations on your uh, grasp of heterosexual relations. Uh, God bless you today, right, Smell? Thank you. Thank you. God blessed you, apparently, as a young female trombone player. My experience, female trombone players were always sturdy gals. Yeah. Our, our best trombone player was a girl. And yeah. quite sturdy. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Hi, gentlemen. My family started an eclipse haiku challenge. Why? That is a family that knows how to have fun. Was that something to do to while away the minutes as you're waiting for the uh, eclipse to occur? I have no idea. Come up with a haiku. But that's Susie in beautiful Bend, Oregon. Always nice to hear from Susie. Uh, I'll pick my favorite, if you don't mind, Susie. Staring at the sky to see, of course, the delightful, the ancient Japanese art of the haiku, Jack, includes the five syllables, the seven syllables, and the five syllables. Mm. For reasons that are unclear. Right. China. (laughs) Japan, Mr. President. (laughs) Staring at the sky to see a big black circle. Sunsets are better. Oh, my. That's well. That's an interesting point of view. Yeah, I'd have to agree with that. If you you got to see one every single day, I would take a sunset over that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But you don't. Not at all. Not even close. Uh, I was disappointed that we didn't hear from more from young Sambo, writes uh, Kemper, longtime friend of the show. I was looking forward to that more than all the rest of it. You know, I should have. Yeah, well. Eh, should have given him more airtime. You could call him and interview him, although, you know, evidently things are a little uh, shaken up there at the yeah. Armstrong Ranch, but uh, more on that later. Um, let's see. Congrats to Jack. By calling into the show for 10 minutes, he gets to deduct his entire trip. He even had his son chime in. So he gets to deduct his kids' expenses as well. Bravo, Aaron. <laughs> I actually thought about that. He'll do it. How much, how much, how much, uh, you know, you make a pretty good argument. I'm pretty sure you can, actually. I, I've oh, got to yeah. ask uh, Stephen Moskowitz, our tax advisor, about this. But when uh, we brought Delaney out to Washington, D.C., we were looking at schools and stuff like that. I had a long, productive meeting with a gentleman who is very uh, important to our career. So what portion of that can I write off? I went to, or I heard a number of reporters that went to various cities to watch the eclipse. I guarantee you they didn't foot their own bill to do that. Right. right. I reported on the eclipse as much as they did. Uh, Ed writes, can't wait to hear what Jack thought of the eclipse. To be honest, I hope he says it wasn't worth the hassle. That way I won't feel so bad about not going. (laughs) I got enough crap in my bucket list as it is. I don't think I'd be very impressed anyway. I thought the Grand Canyon was an overrated hole in the ground. 
Your CPMMH cynical people make me happy. If you thought the Grand Canyon was an overrated hole in the ground, you should have hurled yourself into it, <laughs> you, you poor joyless sap. Uh, you poor joyless sap. <laughs> Josh writes from beautiful Salt Lake City. My family and I got home from watching the eclipse in Rexburg, Idaho, really late last night. It was awesome, but traffic sucked. We had a bathroom emergency and uh, had to our first exit off the freeway. Hmm. There were no services, so we just drove a little way from the freeway, peed in some bushes, changed the baby's diaper, then got back on the freeway 10 minutes later. When we got back on the freeway, we got behind the same exact car we were behind when we exited. Traffic moved only a few thousand feet in 10 minutes. Took us over five hours to make the first 50 miles and took over 11 hours to make the full 250-mile drive. It normally takes four hours to make. 11 hours instead of four. It was still worth it. Wow, wow that's crazy. So some highways, for instance, highways where you only had one option yeah. and like one obvious destination. Interesting, because your your gig was smooth, right? Yeah. I don't know what their situation was, but I, I know a lot of people for whatever reason I grew up in rural America, so county roads are my thing. But a lot of people are afraid of county roads. I don't mm. know why that is. And stay on interstates. I almost never drive on interstates. You know, once in a while, because I've done the county road thing too plenty of times, once in a while you end up, uh-oh, <laughs> this road just ended. But rare, it fares fairly rarely. You just, you know, take a right, take a left, take a right, take a left, and yeah. you, you kind of zigzag. And that's what I did and encountered no traffic. Wow. End up tied to a bed with Kathy Bates taking a hammer to your ankles. Uh, I, guess, I guess that's what people are worried about. Stop it. Because I turned off some pretty busy roads and thought, okay, you idiots, go ahead and drive on this if you want to. But I just turned off on a road and drove straight there. That's a little harsh. Idiots is a little harsh. <laughs> um, uh, it's, it's time for... Of course, also, there's also the thing... Everybody, especially now, only does what their GPS tells them to do. Right. Only. Right. Okay, go ahead. Creativity, whatever happened to it, huh? The high road. <laughs> I took, whatever happened to that? I took one cab. I get in with the cab driver, and I said, I'm going to the uh, the Holiday Inn by the airport. Uh, do you have the address to punch in? Not off the top of my head. You can't. You're a cab driver who drives to the airport regularly. You can't drive to the Holiday Inn by the airport? I gotta Big sign says Holiday Inn right next to the airport. I gotta have believe, you ever seen it? I gotta believe you've done that a hundred times. Right. That's but now you've got to have the everything plugged in so that they can tell you where to turn. It's just, you know, we've become it's helpless. Crazy. And now, the exciting revival. It's like when they bring back MAME every couple of years on Broadway. It's the revival of Chatty Checkout Theater. Today, Chatty a Chip. Hmm. What? Chatty Eclipse Checkout Theater. Oh, Chatty Eclipse Checkout. Check- God, that's a tough had one. A stroke. That's a tough one. Didn't sleep well last night. It's getaway day today. <laughs> Flying uh, coast to coast with little D to drop her off at college. Me, 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 me. Big day. Big day in our, uh, our house, too. I'm just a little preoccupied. It's my excuse. Chatty Eclipse Checkout Theater. That's a tough one. That's right. Good morning, writes Roberto. I overheard my wife's conversation at the Taco Bell yesterday. It went like this. So, did you get to see the eclipse? Uh, yeah, yes and no. I did. I looked directly at it. <laughs> Didn't you know not to look directly into the sun? <laughs> yeah, but I wanted to see it anyways. Anyway, here's your drink, but now my eyes hurt. <laughs> <laughs> so concludes Chatty Checkout, Eclipse Theater. Uh, Roberto writes, I shook my head and felt sad that this kid's first and last job We'll be a cashier at the Taco Bell. Yeah, but I saw the eclipse. I looked right at it. Oh, that reminds me. We got we've got more. I was gonna. I forgot. I had some up on the uh, up on the uh, screen. 
Now, Scott, longtime correspondent of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Now my eyes hurt. And an okay guy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Otherwise, I'd call him a liar. Right. Wasn't going to share this until after the eclipse, but true story. When I was a kid, I used to stare at the sun for minutes at a time. No way. My much older sibling saw me doing it and just chuckled like it was okay, so I kept doing it. Makes my eyes water thinking about it. Uh, I tried during the uh, the the big the period of the most totality where I was yesterday just to take a quick glance to see if I could see. searing pain. Oh yeah, immediately. Oh yeah. I mean, it was a fraction of a second. Anyway, uh, da, da, da. if you look at the sun long enough, it just turns to a blue dot, and it's oh. not bright anymore. Oh, jeez. Oh, my God. <laughs> Fast forward to my early 20s. I'm being told by one of my college professors that I'm certainly going to go blind any day now that I permanently <laughs> damaged my retinas. It bothered me for years. I finally went to the optometrist, told him my story, asked him to check my eyes. After looking in, in them for like 20 minutes, he told me, your retinas are just fine. No scarring. Well, I you have, have nothing to worry about. You have some sort of super uh, power. You need to fight crime. You have a superpower, the ability to stare at the sun. I don't know how you use that superpower. You can weld without a mask, I guess. That's not a superpower. (laughs) We're going to interview Eric Weihenmayer, Hmm. who climbed the highest mountain in the world, Mount Everest. But he's gay. I mean, he's gay. Excuse me. He's blind. Uh, So we'll hear about that coming up. Okay. (laughs) Fabulous. Uh, Let's see a couple more real quick. We're doomed. Writes Tim in Santa Cruz. President Trump went outside yesterday to check the eclipse. When he saw his own shadow, he declared six more weeks of nuclear winter. But dum, it's not that funny. Wow. Uh, Jack, thanks for your live coverage from the cockpit from your passenger van. It was by turns hilarious, confusing, and wholly unscientific. Since we were totally socked in by fog here, it was just what the doctor ordered. And I'm feeling guilty. Kemper's right. I should have had Sam on more often. Obviously. And then, that, was, that was terrible. Then this note from Reverend Bob. Uh, guys, I'm feeling a little woozy after the eclipse. Not sure why. Maybe the wine coolers we started drinking at 10.15. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, I drove by a number of giant parties in fields. I mean, people had tents set up and kegs and full bars and, yeah. Well, and nothing Flipping says... pancakes, the whole thing. Nothing says astronomical phenomenon like the old Bartles and James <laughs> or a little Zima. <laughs> wow. A delicious Zima. We'll take the sting out of your eyes. Uh, let's see. It's uh, Eric in Boise said it was a, a genuinely moving experience. It was amazing, the eclipse, worth every minute, et cetera, et cetera. Nevertheless, I do words less gooder than you gentle dudes, so I'll leave the wordsmithery to you. Please do it more justice than I. Uh, perhaps uh, Jack Well, certainly. And then finally this, Jack. I'd like you to watch this, please, if you would. It is a tweet. You need to come over here. This is a tweet about the eclipse. Wow, the eclipse looked amazing here in Oregon. Unbelievable. And uh, one of our friends on Twitter tweeted this at us. Here comes the eclipse. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Somebody nutscaped us. Oh, my God. Oh, my. That was not the moon. CD. (laughs) Thanks a million for sending that to us. That was not the moon blocking out the sun. (laughs) Thank you, whoever you are. So, did that take two people to do that, or did one guy uh, uh, holding the phone between his legs pull that off? I would, I would be concerned at my ability you to know, frame it properly. I don't like that sort of humor, but that is the funniest. That's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Oh boy, do we retweet it? No, I don't want to retweet a man's. T- 
testicles. <laughs> that is really well done, though. Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, my God. That's funny. Do we retweet that or not? I don't think we can. Well, no, it's it's human genitals. <laughs> Blotting up the sun. Yeah, but if they're genitals used entirely for the purposes of humor, they're fun genitals. <laughs> it's fun with genitals. My, my genitals are often fun. What are we, Fox News over here? We can't be tweeting out genitals. <laughs> <laughs> Marshall's News coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Lots going on in the world. Let's get to Marshall Phillips. Well, President Trump last night recommitted the U.S. to continuing the 16-year-old war in Afghanistan, saying in a nationally televised address, the U.S. would shift away from a time-based approach, instead linking its assistance to results. We will not talk about numbers of troops or our plans for further military activities. Conditions on the ground not arbitrary timetables, will guide our strategy from now on. America's enemies must never know our plans or believe they can wait us out. I will not say when we are going to attack, but attack we will. Now, Trump for years had criticized the continued U.S. presence in Afghanistan and said his initial instinct was to pull our troops out. But now he believes the situation will only get worse if that happens. When I became president, I was given a bad and very complex hand. But I fully knew what I was getting into. Big and intricate problems. But one way or another, these problems will be solved. I'm a problem solver. And in the end... We will win. What is going to be different this time from everything else we've tried for 16 years? I just don't think anybody thinks we can quote-unquote win it anymore. I think we can slowly but surely strengthen the Afghan forces, and we will be there for 30 years. Well, then say that. Then don't go on TV and say we're going to win. I'm fine with, if you want to make the argument that we need to leave probably somewhere around a dozen thousand troops there to keep the Taliban at bay enough that they don't completely take over the country or do whatever they want, and that's what we got to do. Okay. And I think a lot of America would be okay with that, but don't give me this we're going to win crap. You know, I don't know if people would be okay with it, announcing that, you know, it's going to be like Korea. We're going to be their TFN. Sorry, it's too uh, key a region, too unstable. Pakistan got the nukes. They could go the wrong way in a hurry. We just got to stay there. Anyway, good night, everybody. I got something called the six biggest wastes of money we've had in Afghanistan over the last 16 years oh for boy. you. A list, and it's pretty good. It includes schools, roads, everything else. They're spectacular. We spent however much, uh, how many hundreds of billions of dollars oh. on roads, half of which now are impassable. Um, 40% of people don't go to school at all. And so far, it just reminds me of California, but go on. <laughs> Very good. Remains of some of the 10 sailors missing from the USS John S. McCain have been found. The U.S. Pacific Command making that announcement this morning. That's a destroyer that ran into the oil tanker early yesterday off the coast of Singapore. So did everybody have the same reaction? Was it like the second plane going into the towers? Okay, this isn't a coincidence. 
What the hell's going on there when that happens twice? Well, there are some conspiracy theorists who think somebody's hacking our software. My naval sources uh, state otherwise, but... Who knows? Well, according to the the, 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 the media, the, the Navy's looking into that. There could be something funky going I on. I find but... it hard to believe that that's just happened twice in a month accidentally. It just seems like too much. Yeah, but nobody involved in the Fitzgerald said we kept steering right and the ship went left. That's true. Sorry, port and starboard or anything like that. Right. And you got guys whose job it is to stand there and look. So unless somebody hacked into their eyeballs, it's inexplicable. Okay, so I, I was under the impression that it was all just kind of computer and radar sense based, and but they actually have physical people on lookout duty. Oh, oh yeah, okay. yeah, you've got to physically look for the other ships. It's incredibly important, and and they do have all sorts of sensors right. and stuff like that too. But nobody's denying that nobody's come out and said uh, it didn't appear on radar. Uh, you know, we'll any have of the to wait things, and see. Any of the things that would lead you to believe we're, we're being tricked somehow. Right. Right. Or manipulated somehow. That is the fourth collision this year. The second serious, you know, one with loss of life. And I'm just... If something is... Uh, 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 you can expect to have it, have it happen two days out of a thousand. It might happen on consecutive days. That's just the laws of probability. And though after that second day, you'd freak out thinking, oh, my God, this is this is an epidemic. Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. We'll have to wait and see. But it is incredibly disappointing that if the most likely explanation is true, that it's bad training or bad execution of training or having the wrong people in the service and, and not being able to discipline them right. or whatever. Yeah, that's not good either. No, because and, and no, that would be a systemic problem. Yeah. And lastly, on a much lighter note, more than 30 years after it was first released, Bonnie Tyler's biggest hit is number one again. Tyler's 1983 hit, Total Eclipse of the Heart, is at the top of the iTunes charts. The song, played repeatedly on the Armstrong and Getty Show, served as the unofficial anthem of Monday's total solar eclipse across the U.S. God, did she... Did she make a dime off of that? What was that? Sounded like Bonnie yeah. Tyler. She screaming. belted it out on CNN yesterday. Oh, she did. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Did she make a dime off of the uh, this resurgence? Uh, yeah, she had to. Yeah. She, yeah. yeah. Do we have more Bonnie Tyler singing that? Yeah. Here, 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 here. Okay. I need you more than ever. And if you only hold me tight, there you go. We'll, well be so holding she's still got the sandpaper voice. Well, she's three decades older. <laughs> Not uh, good. Sounds like Bob Dylan. <laughs> Have a cigarette, honey. <laughs> That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. The total eclipse. <laughs> oh, boy. Total eclipse of your lungs with a three pack a day habit. It's not good. That's your diagnosis. <laughs> yes. So, uh, listen, I just I, I feel uh, all weird and pins and needlesy, and I'm afraid to say anything. I want to hear what happened to you. Yeah, I got a heck of a story to tell in about uh, 20 minutes, probably. I gave testimony to the police. I'll be giving testimony to the police again today. Whoa, good Lord. <clears throat> if you need a character witness, I'm here for you, Jack. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, we uh, hopefully we can talk to some expert about this Afghanistan thing. I do have some of that six big wastes of money in Afghanistan. Just to give you an idea what a mess it has been, and uh, we're going to throw more people and money at it. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
couple of texts we got were real good. There's only one excuse for these naval incidents. Buggery. Oh, boy. It could be. Wow. Could the be. lighter side. Too soon. Too much buggery. Uh, one of my closest friends is in Iraq right now. Building roads. Why? So they can be blown up later by idiots, of course. We should just leave. I'm a vet. I, you know, uh, I, I cannot disrespect that position. Uh, I think I think you're wrong. And then finally, Jack, my company sent out an email to all employees that drive, and I quote, Eclipse warning, do not attempt to look at the Eclipse while driving. Why not? Watch out for other drivers distracted by the Eclipse. Also, turn on your headlights. Do not rely on automatic headlights to work in the dark. Wow. Wow. Hey, uh, you know, or, or they could have saved a little uh, ink on the old printer by uh, just writing, you are an idiot. <laughs> we think you're an idiot. We think you're an idiot. <laughs> we hear... We are just best to stay home. In management, think you are too dumb to manage life. It will be somewhat darker than usual briefly. Stay home. Here's just a couple of examples. I got a hell of a story to tell coming up, by the way. What would you have done in this situation? And why does society allow this? And a whole bunch of other questions. Oh, boy. Um, but here's one of the reasons I'm anti-quadrupling down in Afghanistan. Is... The military is a government operation, and like all government operations, it's often done incredibly badly, incredibly wastefully, <laughs> and goes completely the other direction from the original intent. For some reason, even even like small government libertarians, we hear about a giant government program, we assume it's going to suck. We assume it's going to be nothing like they explained it, and we assume it's going to be expensive, except for the military ones. We think those are going to be just the way they explained them. Well, I would say conservatives think that, yeah. Um, and it doesn't work that way. Here are six costly failures from the Washington Post in America's longest war. Uh, some of them are funny. Some of them are just uh, head-slapping. Head. Uh, we spent $6 million on cashmere goats, for instance. This is one of the funny ones. The aim was to jumpstart Afghanistan's cashmere industry and grow its profile in the international market. So a Pentagon task force funded the purchase and transport of nine rare Italian goats to mm. breed with the native those native to Afghanistan. What's the matter, you goat? There were a bunch of, this won't work if you knew anything about goat breeding situations oh, going boy. on, but nobody looked into that, and we spent oh, boy. millions of dollars. Six million dollars out of the tr- three quarters of a trillion we've spent is nothing, but... To send nine goats? That's all the taxes you're going to pay uh, for a long time. Uh, $36 million for an unused command center. Soon after Barack Obama ordered a surge of American combat troops in Afghanistan, plans were laid in the southern Helmand province for a 64,000-square-foot command center. I've seen pictures of it. The general in charge there at the time told his superiors the building wasn't necessary, that existing facilities were adequate. He was overruled by other generals who, according to the inspector general's findings, felt it would be improper to tank a project for which Congress had already agreed to pay. So we built it anyway, even though the generals are saying, the military leaders are saying, we don't need this. That's how government works. The surge, Obama's surge, ended before the construction of the complex even began. The Marines were pulling out of Afghanistan entirely by the time they finished the thing being built. Now it's uh, just sitting there. Uh, It's the best building uh, ever built in Afghanistan, they think. Maybe they could put the goats in there. Maybe. Uh, $28 million for Afghan army uniforms that they let some uh, somebody design who liked the design, and they, they turned out to not be very functional, and we had a whole bunch of uh, surplus stuff that we could have just given them, and we wasted $28 million right. on something that never got you. Yeah. 
a bigger one, a billion dollars spent on schools with no teachers and no students. Um, uh, you've heard a bunch of stuff that it turns out, according to, according to the Washington Post, has just been uh, either lies or, f- or or fantasy talk about what they thought was going to happen or mm-hmm. whatever, about how, what a great job we've done in, in, in getting the schools up and running and all those girls to school and all that sort of stuff. And we've built schools. They leave out the uh, really the key part. 1,100 schools listed as active in 2011 were not operating at all by 2015, though the salaries for the teachers continued to show that the teachers were being paid even though they have no students and no schools. Uh, Girls overcounted on student rolls by 40%, and account of schools built or refurbished by the United States dropped by uh, 680 cited in 2010, blah, 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 blah. Uh, while regrettable, it's hardly surprising to find the occasional shuttered school zones and war zones, said one person for the government. Okay, fine, but uh, then it was a bad idea. You can't build schools and war zones. What were we trying to do? Win um, the peace. Hearts and minds, Jack. Yeah, it's just frustrating. $8.5 billion on poppy eradication. Well, we've got to get rid of the poppy because that's the opium and the Taliban uses it. And they, they had their biggest year ever last year. All-time high for cultivation of poppy after spending $8.5 billion to eradicate it as an industry. I I don't understand why any of that's going to turn around. I don't think it is. We'll play you some of the president's address. Seems to be a new, hard-nosed, practical, we're just going to kill the bad guys approach. Yeah. We'll discuss that, and I got a terrible tale to tell. What would you have done in this situation? Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.